Husker Out Loud is a weekly podcast about San Francisco real estate from the Jackson Fuller team, San Francisco realtors since 2002. Show notes with links are at jacksonfuller.com. Hey, Britton. Hey, Matt. We have a lot happening in the political landscape this year. And the first thing that comes to mind is a little bearded Napoleon stomping around a fire. Looking for a drink. Looking for a drink. Hey, everybody. I'm an angry man. We're talking- I know how to do this better than you. Oh, I might be intoxicated. Yeah, supposedly he was... It's totally believable. It's totally believable. Yeah. I mean, based on other stories of his behavior over the years, totally. We're talking about Aaron Peskin stomping around the scene of a fire. A very unfortunate fire, but thank goodness no one was hurt. Yeah, it was incredible. Because it was a huge fire. It was a huge fire, and the fire department was in the building making sure people were out of it doing what they could in the dry phase of the firefighting, and he was out front apparently allegedly intoxicated, screaming about why they weren't doing a better job fighting the fire because, you know, as a city supervisor, he is 100% qualified to oversee firefighters. Yeah. And he actually just has it out for our chief firefighter. I don't know if he has it out for her because she's a female or what, but he is out for her. He is out for her. And, but the fire union is out for him now after his escapade. But is he running for mayor? He's not running for mayor. No, but, you know, he's jockeying in the background hardcore for Jane Kim. So right. he was behind, you know, getting London Breed deposed as the interim mayor and, and putting, you know, the progressive what's uh, Hillary Rosen up for, for that crazy speech where she took out London Breed. You know, that was all Aaron Peskin's handiwork in the background. Yep. Why run for mayor when you can just pull the strings from your office and have a drink? <laughs> so who are our candidates? So we have, well, allegedly, Mark Farrell, who was, who became the mayor. So Mayor Lee passed away, unfortunately. London Breed, as the president of the Board of Supervisors, became acting mayor. Erin Peskin engineered her removal and Mark Farrell being installed as, I don't believe he's acting mayor. He's mayor, right? No. He, well, he's just acting until the June election. But his title is mayor. No, he's the same. She had the same title as oh, really? London. Yeah. But- Allegedly now there's, I heard some rumblings that he might be running and who knows if that's true. Well, that's the latest was uh, an article out this week that has him positioning himself for 2020 because we've got the race to fill the mayor's spot for a period of time. And then we have another race for the spot. Um, like after that, cause the, the rest of mayor, right. You got to fill out the rest of mayor at term and then go from there. Okay. So the candidates, there were basically four candidates. We, we've got London Jane, Breed, London Breed, Jane Kim, Jane Kim, Mark Leno, Mark Leno, and Angela, and Ali- Angela Alioto. Alioto. So there, there's a whole lot of personalities in there. And we have, I mean, in San Francisco, you're either left or left. Right. And, and so, I mean, everyone in San Francisco is, you know, some flavor, well, not everyone, but nine out of 10 are some flavor of progressive, liberal. Uh, so the city politics tend to be kind of uh, identity politics. Um, and these are very 
they they all have very strong groups that identify with them. Yep. Um, so with Jane Kim, you have she's an Asian female. Yep. London Breed is an African American female. Yep. Mark Leno is a white gay man. Yep. And Angela, Angela. Alioto is she's an Alioto. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for those of you not from San Francisco, it's a, it's a very San Francisco family. And, but she's obviously a white woman. So there's, there's, there's one white no, guy running. No matter what happens, we will not have a straight white man for mayor. Well, there you go. <laughs> you did it, San Francisco. Congratulations. So who's it going to, who will be our non uh, white straight male mayor for this go around? The polling has London breed. Followed by Jane Kim, from what I understand. I thought it was... They seem to be... Are they flipping back and forth? Um, yeah, it seems like those two are, are very neck and neck. Um, you know, at one point I thought people seemed to think Mark Leno had a shot. But, you know, the other part about this is San Francisco uses ranked choice voting. Right. Instead of doing that, if a candidate doesn't get 50%, we have like a runoff uh, to whittle it down. Um, because we always had runoffs before. Um, so, like to reduce the cost of elections and make them faster. Uh, now we have ranked choice where you get to go and you say, my first choice for a uh, candidate is London breed. And my second choice is Mark Leno. So after the end of all of those ballots being counted, if your first place person doesn't get their vote, your vote moves to your second choice. Right. And then, um, and so it gets super complicated. Uh, let's how, who was the mayor of Oakland before Libby? Like uh, Jane Kwan? That sounds vaguely vaguely familiar. Yeah, like she was. Uh, she, that was ranked choice outcome. That was not yeah. like people weren't you know. So ranked choice also introduces kind of this element of you know how does it play out because who your second choice is and also your third choice or if you even make those choices because um, you're not required to you can just say I want Angela. Uh, or Mark or London or whoever. And if they don't get it, that's it. I don't, I don't want to move my vote. I just actually called up a poll from May, I'm sorry, March 12th that has, um, and that's almost a month ago, but um, London Breed was first. Jane Kim was second. Mark Leno had been in first in January and he had slipped to third. So this poll had London Breed at 29, Jane Kim at 26, Leno at 19 and Elioto at eight. And then there are one, two, three, four other candidates, but they have a combined less than 3%. And if, if we go off of the kind of math of identity politics, it's probably Jane Kim or Mark Leno's race. I mean, Mark Leno is a gay man. So as a gay man myself, like I should be supporting him. Right? That's moving the tribe forward. It would be great to have an, an openly gay mayor of San Francisco. However, that's not what I'm voting on in, in this election because um, I disagree with some of his his positions, you know, but if the, you know, kind of identity tribe that is, you know, going to support Jane Kim, that our, our Asian population of San Francisco uh, vastly outnumbers our African-American population, which has been one of the communities that is uh, hit the hardest uh, in this economic cycle of, of gentrification, you know, like I think that at one point when I moved here, the African American percentage in, in San Francisco was like 10 to 15%, and we're four, 5% now. But just speaking in vast generalities, 
Jane Kim is also, well, it's not a generality. Jane Kim is also extremely left and progressive. And a lot of the Asian population is more conservative. Correct. And so then again, it's like, you know, are people going to vote identity politics or are they going to vote policy? Right. Are you going to go on issue or identity? And, and I think that's probably the big question of this, this race. Yeah. And I mean, London, like London breed. Okay. She's female. So, I mean, if you go by that, if you go strictly on the female vote, and also, you I mean you just mentioned how small our African American population is? It's not like she can say, "Oh, I'm going to lock up the African American vote and win this thing just based on that." Yeah. You know, there, there's not enough, right? So, I don't think. I mean, I think identity politics will play into it, but I think policy is really going to because, I mean, the city as the nation is is really divided. Um, <laughs> you won a prize for understatement there. Yeah. Wow. So interesting times. Definitely interesting times. So what are the issues San Francisco voters are going to vote on? Housing. Housing and? Muni. And homelessness. Yep. Those three. Which I guess, you know, housing is homelessness, but I mean, quality of life, street crime, just walking down the streets of San Francisco isn't what it used to be. And just, and again. Some of the streets are great. I don't want to make it sound like it's horrible. But what are the number of articles we've read recently where, like, international tourists have come for conventions and been completely appalled? Oh, and I saw on a real estate page on Facebook, people were saying that whoever picked San Francisco for the National Association of Realtors annual meeting in 2019 should be fired because these people were extremely politically conservative mm -hmm. and they they don't want to come. I mean, just in general, San Francisco, it's like, you know, the big bogeyman. They weren't even talking about that. They were just... Um, you know, that's There's an absolute reason I don't participate in those Facebook groups because <laughs> I would just lose it. Um, and our own hometown, Vince Malta, will be installed as the president of the National Association of Realtors at that conference and convention. And I think it's wildly appropriate to have it in San Francisco. Thank you very much. But if you don't want to come, just stay home, sir. Ma'am. Ma'am. So uh, there are, realtors do really offensive things in other markets. Um, I mean, I was with a, another member from our association at the National Association of Realtors Conference in Tampa, uh, the one in Florida the year before Chicago. Orlando. Orlando. Thank you. And this individual at the installation dinner for next, for that president of that year didn't get a seat at our table and got seated with the table that was South Carolina and North Carolina. And this woman is an American. She was born here, but her skin is not white. So one of the other people asked her where you're from. And she's like, I'm, I'm, I'm from here. I'm from America. And they were like, no, no, really. Where are you from? Oh my God. Because she couldn't be American because her skin wasn't white. Aye. Yeah. So talk about a divided country. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know. So yeah, it's going to be super interesting to see how this mayor's race shakes out. It's obviously, I mean, the it's in June, so turnout is going to be super low because... Um, Except it's the only thing anyone's been talking about, it seems like, for the last three months. And everyone is angry, you know, they're like... Well, off election years, yeah. like non-presidential ones, they're always low. Yeah. And so yeah, it'll be low. So again, mobilization, right? Who gets so, there? But we vote for... Governor in that one too, don't we? Or is that in November? Is, oh, maybe is June the primary for the? I don't have the timing in my head about June. I think would be the primary for that, but the main governor election would be November, right? So yeah, who are you going to vote for? For mayor? Yeah, London. Why? Well, number one, I've met her, and I think she's smart as hell. Will you tell that story? Yeah, she came and knocked on my door, and I answered it. 
When? Before her first run for um, Whatchamadoodle. Supervisor. Supervisor. Thank you. It was, yeah, her first run. She came, knocked on your door. And the people who were canvassing for Christina Olagi had knocked on my door the day before. And I was just like, oh, no. No, no, no. Because Christina Olagi had supported Ross Mercurini. She had supported the wife beater. Yes. And I had no time for people <laughs> who support wife beaters. And... So, whew, take a deep breath, Britain. So she was, I mean, she stood on my front porch talking to me for a half an hour. Yeah. She's a busy woman. And um, I think she's really smart. I think that she... She grew up on the projects of San Francisco. She grew up I mean, on the project. She was raised by her grandmother. She, she came from nothing. And she's San Francisco through and through. She is. And that's why, I mean, I think she came from that background she made a name for herself. She was very successful in school. She's been, and I think, you know, coming from that background and wanting to get into politics to do good for the, for the, for the greater good. I admire that. And I also, um, probably Angela Alioto is going to be my second choice because even though she comes from, you know, she comes from a family of pretty great privilege. She's pretty, (laughs) she's, uh, she's pretty darn real. And uh, she is San Francisco too, but kind of you know obviously not the same side of the coin as London Breed is. But and I know that you know I say that I'm a San Francisco lefty. I'm just not like an Uber lefty, and which in San Francisco probably puts me more like center left. But anywhere else in the world, anywhere else in the country, like at the you know the North Carolina South Carolina table, I'd be the flaming liberal that they would. Well, you know, and London Breed is getting um, you know tarred and feathered and uh, accused of being like this crazy right winger because she understands that to build affordable housing, you have to build market rate housing. And she's been willing to work with neighborhood groups and developers exactly on, you know, reasonable solutions that probably leave everybody a little unhappy, um, you know, versus one side taking a pound of flesh out of the other side. Uh, and because of that, you know, she's been, uh, they're trying to position her as uh, the the underling of Ron Conway and the the, the tech and real estate uh, lobby because it's always real estate in some form that's out to ruin things, which isn't the case. You know, like I'm not going to do this deep dive into that, how we finance affordable housing here, but the short dive is if we don't have market rate housing, you don't have the funds for affordable housing, exactly. period, end of story. One of them funds the other. The first funds the latter. Yeah. So, um, and I think she's, I think she's realistic. I think she's pragmatic. I think that she is willing to make some hard choices. And I think that, I mean, to me, I think in this city, the easy, the easy route is to be the flaming lefty. And I don't buy that that is the answer to everything. And with the way the homeless population is growing and getting like, even on next door, um, I, I, I another can't. site that you don't look at. I, I scroll through it every once in a while. And this lady says, um, I was scrolling through it this morning when I was having my coffee. And there was a woman said that she walked out of her office and a homeless guy just came up and punched her in the face and almost broke her nose and broke her glasses. And she was bleeding. No one stopped to help her. She went into a convenience store and asked for help. They said, call 911 yourself. And the only person who helped her was another homeless person. That to me, it's like, we're all, we're, we need to be a part of this community. 
And I don't mean you and I, I mean, I mean all of us. So I think it's, wow, it's such an interesting dive into that one, but it's what immediately comes to mind is we now, because we all have our cell phones, our smartphones in our hand 24 seven, pretty much everyone's attitude is like, Oh, just call someone yourself. Right. Right. Like, Like you got it on your phone. Like you don't need me. You know, and you could be crazy and weird. So I don't want to even get involved in helping you because it might come back to to bite me on the butt. Yep. Which is horrible. Yep. And I agree with you. You know, well, like, I mean, I we need to about- be a community that, that cares about each other. And it's hard to do that right now when the, the homeless that are on the street are usually severely mentally ill and or on mind altering substances. And interacting with them is terrifying. I mean, I joked earlier that we grew up in the suburbs. I spent a lot of my time growing up in a city. So, I mean, I'm not like some shrinking violet who's scared to walk around. But for the first time, I mean, there are places where I have formerly felt completely safe walking around by myself after dark that I don't like to go anymore. And I don't like that feeling. I always, you know, I always had this thought in my head that as, you know, San Francisco real estate prices went up you know, the area that we think of as the tenderloin would go down, you know, kind of the, the central area where we have our most concentrated homelessness, poverty, drug addiction. But actually what's happened is almost the opposite, which is because all land is so valuable now where they used to be able to kind of hide out in the shadows at the southeast corner margins of the city. That's all being developed. And so they've come to the tenderloin. So the tenderloin has like expanded. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so where's mayor? Uh, good luck. Yeah. You got, you got a lot on your plate. Yeah. I mean, I think London. Yeah. You too. Ask her out loud is a weekly podcast about San Francisco real estate from the Jackson Fuller team, San Francisco realtors since 2002. Show notes with links are at jacksonfuller.com. Wow.